0: start with a random article, explore it, then follow the links and see where it takes us. So, John, what have you got?
1: I have the Baghdad Railway Station. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, located in Pakistan. That's the article. It's the whole thing. All right, Eric, what you got? <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it. I mean that uh, you would think the Baghdad railway station would be located in Baghdad, commonly known to be in Iraq. Guess what? It's not it's in Pakistan, that's the whole article. On to you. That's it. It's the whole thing. Hopefully you got something that's not a moth. You're still laughing. That's not good. Oh, that's that's funny. not good.
0: Well, I have links we can okay, go to. But right. my article is John Simons son. Mm-hmm. Mm. Born November 9th, 1512 to July 29th, 1575. That's when he died. Um, he has a little line through the last O of his name. Oh, I don't looks, know what that does, but looks cool. Yeah. Um, he was a Norwegian city manager, law speaker, and a humanist. So which article do you want to go to? That was the whole article for me, so...
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is great. This is a really good uh, way to start. Yep, that's the whole article.
0: That is the entire article right there. I even embellished a little bit on the dates. Okay, okay,
1: okay. So what we gotta do is we gotta, we gotta just compare links and figure out <laughs> what we can do. I have uh, I got a link for the Urdu language. Uh, which I hmm. presume is a, a Pakistani dialect. Probably a common Pakistani hmm. dialect. Um, Pakistan, obviously. Ministry of Railways in Pakistan. Uh, I have a previous name, which could be interesting. It's a. Uh, the previous name of the Baghdad Railway Station was the Great Indian Peninsula Railway. Sounds sort of. Hmm. Has has uh, shades of Darjeeling Limited in there, but uh, there's also lists of railway stations and Pakistan railways, so we could go down the uh, trains in the India area again sort yeah. of thing, <laughs> but feels kind of like a repeat. What do you got? Uh,
0: yeah. Well, I have uh, nor- Norway, and I have City Manager, uh, Law Speaker which i don't know if that's like law a law speaker it sounds like lawyer it but would be I even think. hovering over the link it says law speaker okay we got to so, go there so i don't know. okay
1: <laughs> so we got to start with john simonson
0: yep i don't
1: know how it's to do it it's your look. john huh j o n okay and then simonson simons son with the oh, o simons Sonson. son and yeah. then not with the yeah yeah Okay, let's do this. Alright. Law speaker. We could go to humanist too, but heh, But, yeah, no. law speaker
0: is more interesting at the yeah.
1: moment. You know you know what a humanist is. Do you know what a law speaker is? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you do. He might be George. You might know <laughs> I don't
0: know. Oh yeah, I'm sure George knows all about this already. He probably probably does. <laughs> Alright, so Law Speaker. Um it's like there's a lot of different uh, words for it in different languages.
1: <laughs> They're uh, primarily Scandinavian, though. You got Old yeah. Swedish, you got Danish, you got Norwegian, you got Icelandic, you got F- Finnish, you got F- Fero- <laughs> Uh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, we got Logman, Lagmapper, Lagmanned. A lot of lagmans.
1: But kind of the same like so basically, lawman, lawman yeah.
0: type sound to yeah. it. But the law speaker is a unique Scandinavian legal office. Mm. Um, it has its basis in a common Germanic oral tradition where wise men were asked to recite the law. But it is only in Scandinavia that the function evolved into an office. Two of the most famous law speakers are Snorri Sturluson and Oh boy,
1: <laughs> here we
0: go. Borgnear the law speaker. That's what I'm gonna say. I don't.
1: What, what is that? <laughs> even, I don't even know what that letter's supposed to be. Could be Borgnir. It's like a, it's like
0: a a p but and also a b both. Borgnear. Borgnear. <laughs> because it's got it's got the loop, Bjor-nier. but it's got. The lines jutting out both ends.
1: So which one is it? You don't know. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> just to kind of say both to be safe.
0: So this is literally a law speaker. It's just like, hey, what was that law again? All right, I'll recite you all of the laws here. <laughs>
1: here we go, starting from the top. Wow, what a what a dry job that would be. But
0: apparently, there's famous law speakers. I don't know what they would how you done. become a famous law speaker, but. Um,
1: Perhaps just by kind of having like a Gandalf type get up. I mean, look, they have a picture <laughs> of our friend, question mark, Ogner, <laughs> the law speaker, <laughs> off here to the right. he He's a Gandalf looking dude. Oh, yeah. Look definitely. at that. Like, it's literally a Lord he of the even Rings. Has a staff. It's a Lord of the Rings thing, <laughs> like right uh, there. And
0: it, look at the thing at the top of his staff. That he is has totally. Like, yeah. He that is has Gandalf staff, yeah. <laughs> he is Gandalf. <laughs> he is. Look at this. He's in Maybe? the army of the men
1: of the, the 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 kingdoms of you
0: know. You know Rohan. It's possible that J.R.R. Tolkien based Gandalf off of this guy. That is not outside the realm of possibility.
1: As a matter of fact, just looking at like, I'm pretty sure there's a scene in the Lord of the Rings movies that looks exactly like the picture. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> He's even taller than everybody. I mean they're is... sitting, but he's yeah, still. Looks I guess like he's, he's kind of
1: in a throne, isn't he? He's kind of been... maybe, yeah. He's kind of addressing a crowd, I think.
0: Oh uh, yeah.
1: Anyway, um, one of the most important things in the country of Sweden, as far as regional governments were concerned, uh, where each uh lasagna uh <laughs> no no <laughs> lag saga which is usually the same as the traditional province uh, was the jurisdiction of a law speaker. So Hmm. there was one of these guys per province. The law speaker presided over the things (laughs) (laughs) uh, which is a link and it's capitalized. He presided (laughs) over the things. (laughs) That's No accent. There's no accents on any of those letters. It's just what it says. He presided over the capital T Things. Uh, Okay. He worked as a judge, and he formulated the laws that had been decided by the people. The law speaker was obliged to memorize the law and recite it at the thing. (laughs) He was... He was also responsible for the administration of At The Thing <laughs> and for the execution of the decisions. And it was his duty to safeguard the rights and liberties of the people and to speak in their behalf to the king or his representative. It was the law speaker who, on the behalf of the people, recognized the elected king. Wait, what? An elected king? Sweden? What are you <laughs> doing over there? But he passed on the Ereksgada. However, after the establishment of the province laws in 1350-ish, he would participate at the Stone of Mora with 12 companions from his jurisdiction. So he'd become more of a representative Mm. and kind of like a uh, wise counsel, kind of an oligarchy.
0: So this really does sound like the early stages of Lawyer.
1: Yeah, in a, in a lot of ways, but also kind like, of like the early stages of like a judge at the same time. Yeah,
0: and and like these twelve companions would be like his jury.
1: Yeah, and kinda like, like a companion of like like how the wizards and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Where there's like there's not many of them. The but fellowship you know of the thing. <laughs> yeah, the Fellowship of the Thing. That's of this episode right here, right now. We got it
0: done. Oh, the Fellowship
1: man. of the Capital T thing. <laughs> Why? Why is that a thing?
0: And, you know the
1: thing. Earlier,
0: I was there. like, we have to go to this we something or near is. is, but now nah. the thing, like,
1: yeah, we gotta see what the thing is. What's the thing? <laughs> and we don't mean the movie. No, we do not mean a- any of the movies. No, nope. none of the movies. This is not even remotely point.
0: close to the movie. But yeah, this is like, uh, yeah, I mean. It sounds like this guy is just like, hey, these are all the laws, you know, and then once they, I don't know, come to a decision or something, or I guess he comes to the decision, right? Yeah, he That's knows the says. laws.
1: He comes to the destruction. so he's And then he jury. goes to the
0: king, and he's like, hey, listen, this is what I think.
1: And the king is the executioner. Right. But he's the judge and the the lawyer. And the jury. (laughs) Well, he has the jury. He has the jury under his jurisdiction. Right. The jury is everybody. Right. They're trying to reason with him, and hopefully they get good ones. But it is an awful lot like a Supreme Court justice, too. It's apparently for life, this this appointment. Um, And the only real uh, requisites were that you had to be a guy, (laughs) and your dad had to have owned the land of some sort and you probably also have to be white you have to be powerful i mean it's sweden you're yeah. going to be white but um like if you're if you're from sweden like if you're swedish you're not you're not not pale <laughs> yeah the country sees sun maybe 3 months of the year um
0: yeah sounds like the typical standards of the time
1: indeed indeed um, okay well uh, i
0: kind of a, I went down to this little chart here. The first known lawmen in each province in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And I just hovered over the link for Falcon Dynasty. And it goes to House of Bielbo.
1: Bielbo Baggins?
0: <laughs> I'm starting to think that uh, J.R. Tolkien just stole a lot of things from what Scandinavia. What if I just
1: take... A basic construct kind of based on World War II and then just drop it into Norwegian folklore <laughs> and history. Let's just do that I mean, and make I, a story. Okay. I know that
0: he did uh, take a lot of inspiration from medieval times. Mm-hmm. Like, he was very big into that, so it worked its way into the stories. But maybe he, like, specifically zeroed in on Scandinavian medieval times.
1: It could be. And I have to wonder, because I'm trying to think... What elvish, whenever it's spoken, Mm -hmm. what it sounds like the most, and I have a feeling it sounds a lot like a Scandinavian language, more so than any other. I mean, it still it sounds otherworldly. That's kind of the point. But the runes for it sort of look,
0: yeah, or
1: I guess the runes for it kind of look more dwarvish, don't they? The dwarvish runes, if you remember from like that, they kind of look like Scandinavian characters, Mm -hmm. but. Still, you have to wonder. I mean the elves are supposed to be these tall, like fair fair skinned, fair haired creatures, (laughs) skinny, pretty pale. Sounds a lot like the Swedes.
0: Yes it does. (laughs) Sounds a lot. Sounds very similar. (laughs) Well, do we wanna go over to the thing?
1: Yeah, let's check let's see what the thing's all about. Let's go see what the thing is. What is
0: that thing?
1: You know what the thing is, Eric?
0: Well, it's an assembly
1: Yeah That's (laughs) that's what it is It's a a gathering The thing Thing, the gathering
0: They had such, you know, great imaginations What do we call this thing that we're doing?
1: it's, you know, it's a thing It's a thing we're doing
0: (laughs) Maybe it was to keep it secret, like What are you guys doing over there? I'm going to do the thing (laughs) What are you guys doing over there?
1: It's a thing, don't worry about it It's just some thing It's just a thing it's nothing to worry about. We're not governing anybody. It's fine. <laughs> uh, thing was the governing assembly of a Germanic society, which is why there are words for it here in Old Norse, Old English, Icelandic, German, Dutch, and other Scandinavian languages. Uh, made up of free people of the community and presided over by law speakers. So here is the herein is the jury... To which the law speaker must listen. Its meeting place was called a thingstead. <laughs> which is delightful. Absolutely wonderful. We need to bring these back. I wanna have a thingstead.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that would I feel like that would uh do great things for this country if we if we brought back the thing and the thingstead.
1: Make America Thingstead, again.
0: <laughs> so the Anglo Saxon folk moot or folk mote, which is folk meeting, uh, was analogous, the forerunner to the Witten, Wittenagamot, and the precursor to the modern Parliament of the United Kingdom. Uh, today the term lives on in the English term husting in the official names of national legislatures and political and judicial institutions of Nordic countries and in the Manx from Tin as a term for the three legislative bodies of the Isle of Man.
2: Yeah. i Man.
0: <laughs> okay, so I see, I'm seeing that other symbol with that guy's name popping up again. It's back. And... It's followed by ing. Bing. Or oh, wait, no. So, Le- so, ting? Thing? See, that's what I would think. But then you look at the Dutch word, ding. So, mm. I don't know what to think anymore.
1: Puppet-thing.
0: Puppet-thing. Puppet-thibeth. puppet, thing. <laughs> puppet thing. It looks like a B mm. and a P mushed together. And it.
1: Is used at the beginning of the word thing. <laughs> so, make of it what you will. Ooh, so in pre-Christian clan culture in Scandinavia, members of a clan were obliged to avenge injuries against their dead and mutilated relatives. No white traditions, this place. A balancing structure was necessary to reduce tribal feuds and avoid everybody from killing one another. It's known uh, from North germanic cultures that the balancing institution was the thing (laughs) it's the thing it's the new thing it's the new thing you don't kill everybody (laughs) you don't get mad and kill everybody else that's what you don't do
0: that's how we keep existing as people
1: and we call it balance that's that's what we call it not killing each other is balance good improvements have been made Uh, although similar assemblies are also reported from other Germanic peoples and cultures, so it wasn't entirely a Scandinavian <laughs> idea to not murder each other because you we were a little bit mad. Um, the thing was... <laughs> God. The thing was about the thing that the thing was the assembly of the free men of a country, province, or a hundred, which is another thing. A hundred right. is not what you're thinking. A hundred is... it's. Probably a hundred, but it's yeah, also not a hundred. It's
0: a hundred, but it's not a hundred.
1: If you know what we mean. That's the thing about <laughs> this hundred. That's the thing
0: about a hundred. <laughs> it's, it's not.
1: They're neither of these things are what you're thinking we're, think, we're saying.
0: See, we're saying two different things.
1: We're saying about a hundred different things right now, I think. Yeah. Uh, th- <laughs> there were consequently hierarchies of things. <laughs> so that the local things were represented at the higher level thing... For a province or land
0: It just sounds like lazy writing It really no. does It just sounds like yeah. Eh, I mean, there were some local things There was a yes. you know, higher up thing know. <laughs> <laughs> It really does
1: sound that way It's, so, it's just so like <laughs> Lackadaisical about it At the thing The speeds were solved And political decisions were made The place for the thing Was also often the place For public religious rights And for commerce and whatever
0: <laughs> You know the thing met At like regular intervals And stuff Uh, legislated elected chieftains and kings and judged according to law which is memorized and recited by the law speaker aka the judge Mm. and the thing's negotiations were presided over by Kurt Russell wait no that's not not, not the right one (laughs) over by the law speaker and the chieftain or the king in reality the thing was dominated by the most influential members of the community so Kurt Russell Yes. And the heads of clans and wealthy families. But in theory, one man, one vote was the rule. And I am seeing that we got a link back to uh, our good old friend Bordnir.
1: Good old Bordnir. Or Tordnir.
0: Or Thordnir. <laughs> or Dornir. Or
1: Bordnir
0: <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that's all that's half the fun. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so a famous incident took place when Borgnir, the law speaker, told the Swedish king Olaf Skatkanung that the people, not the king, held power in Sweden. The king realized that he was powerless against the thing and gave in. (laughs) Main things in Sweden were the thing of all Swedes, and the thing of all geels, geets, gates, and mm-hmm. the lyonga thing.
2: <laughs> okay, oh, so no. uh,
0: if you skip down to national legislatures and current institutions. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that's what I was afraid you were going
0: Yeah, we got some uh, different uh, names here. For different things. Like, we got the Icelandic general thing. Uh, we got a
1: Folkting, <laughs> this is a thing of the people. From there's the, Danish.
0: The Storting, which is a Norwegian great thing.
1: You got a Lagting, which is the law thing <laughs> for the Outlandic people.
0: Uh, there's Landsting, the Greenlandic. Land thing. You got a dingwall, which is the <laughs>
1: Scotch Viking Parliament field. What? <laughs> okay.
0: Formerly called the Bingvor.
1: Bo- vor- vor- Bingvor Bingvor Bingvoller. Bingvler? Dingler. V- maybe
0: that's a D, that's a maybe it's a dingvler.
1: Dingvler but I feel like it would just be a D if it was a D. But it's a PBD. <laughs> it's
0: a PBDT.
1: PBBT. <laughs> Dingvolder. Ding
0: ding Ding. 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 Maybe it's that sound when you spit into a spittoon. Maybe it's that the- sound
1: when you get a ring in Sonic. Yeah. But it's Ding.
0: Yep, that is the pronunciation of that <laughs> character. It's, it's, it's the end of the level. It's kind of the school word.
2: <laughs> That's
1: how you say that word with uh, with that letter in front of it.
0: <laughs> well, do we want to go over to Borgnir? Mm-hmm. Or Tordnir? Bordnir.
1: We can go to any of the the, the Niers. I, I want to see what made this. I want to see what made this particular Gandalf the Gandalf mm. of all the Gandalfs. Bjorgnir, Patorgnir, we're coming for you. <laughs> Patorgnir, the law speaker. All right,
0: Bjorgnir, P- 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 the law speaker. Who are you? three people? You- actually, <laughs> <laughs> you're three people. <laughs> well, unfortunately, there's no pronunciation on here.
1: Great. They're supposed to know, huh? Yep. <laughs> Great.
0: Um. Yep. So yeah, like it's the name of at least three generations of wall speakers. So it's confusing.
1: They appear in the Heimskringla by the Icelandic scholar and chieftain Snorri Sturluson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love that name.
1: And he's also less... The Bjorgner the law speaker figures, are also in the less known... For good reason. <laughs> Sturbjnar <laughs> Pader Sviakappa and Heroa Pader Heimska. <laughs> they were the law speakers of Tionda Land. And all law speakers in the Swedish kingdom were their subordinates.
0: Okay, I want to see if Google Translate can tell me how to Trans. pronounce this thing. Yeah, I, I, it's worth a try. Oh, you know what? Huh. Huh. There's a little speaker thing. Huh. So maybe... So it's a TH. Why didn't they just say... thorgnir? forward to me so yeah
1: okay i'm not i don't understand why we can't just use two letters but yeah i mean that's that's guy's name (laughs) but now we know yeah now we know that the thing is a thing is a thing is a thing (laughs) is a ding (laughs) it's a wonderful ding
0: so uh yeah, we already kind of covered his little scuffle with uh, Olaf.
1: Yeah, it kind of just goes into those more, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Though these were these were very early on. It's kind of impressive that the Swedes were, the Scandinavians in general were this far along that long ago. Yeah, in 1018, they're talking
0: keeping detailed accounts and stuff.
1: Respect. Respect. That takes some effort.
0: Yeah, they have that same picture of good old Thorgnir. But the caption says Torgny Lagman speaks at Uppsala. So Oh, so in his name in Swedish is Torgny Lagman.
1: Oh, of course. Torgny the Lagman.
0: Torgny Lagman. Who
1: didn't know? <laughs> hmm. Where to go from here?
0: Well, I like the name Snorri Sturluson.
1: Yeah, that has some appeal to it. And there is a link to it. Let's bounce. All right.
0: Oh, man, that picture. I like it.
1: That is a man named <laughs> Snorri. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect I'm so satisfied right now and he's just like nestled in between a couple of what appear to be either sh- I think there's shields on the wall but they could just yeah. easily be beer barrels like the <laughs> silhouettes of them
0: he's just got a book that's to the side and he's just chilling just totally he's definitely asleep there mm mm-hmm. he doesn't have a care in the world
1: nope oh. He was elected... He might actually be dead. He looks pretty old and he died at 62. That might be him. (laughs) That might be him, like, post-mortem. Yeah. He was elected twice as law speaker in the Icelandic parliament. He lived from uh, 1179 to 1241. 23rd of September, 1241. They have that date down to a (laughs) sure thing. That's impressive.
0: Yeah, the dates were kind of hard to keep track of, I think. Yeah.
1: Especially when you live in a country that has son not that much <laughs> uh he is the he was the speaker at the Icelandic Parliament, like i said before that's called the all thing, or all thing. the owl thing i uh, should say it's a thing with <laughs> owls the owl thing yeah you know. uh he was author of the prose edda or younger edda which consists of galfing galfing Skalvagnin, <laughs> The Fooling of Gilfi, A Narrative of Norse Mythology, The Skaldskaparmal, or Skaldskaparmal, Skald I should say, A Book of Poetic Language, and The Háttatal, <laughs> A List of Verse Forms.
0: Hmm. <laughs> He's also the author of Heimskringla, the history of Norwegian kings that begins with legendary material in Yinglinga Saga and moves through to early medieval Scandinavian history. Snorri is often taken to be the author of Egil's Saga, which... don't... I don't know what that is.
1: But it's it's a saga. We can find out what it is. There's a link there. So if you want to, we can. Reading on, as a historian and mythographer, Snorri is allegedly remarkable for proposing the hypothesis in the Prose that mythological gods begin as human war leaders and kings whose funeral sites develop cults. See you, hmm.
2: Wait,
1: what? That's the end of the sentence? That's Wait Oh, okay I see what they're saying As people call upon The dead war leader As they go to battle Or the dead king As they face tribal hardship They begin to venerate the figure Eventually the king or warrior Is remembered only as a god he also proposed that as tribes defeat others, they explain their victory by proposing that their gods were in battle with the gods of the others. Citation needed. <laughs> Albeit, it doesn't seem inaccurate.
0: Yeah. So Snorri was born in Hvammer, um, commonly translated as Hvam. Um, and he was actually born into the wealthy and powerful... Sturlunger family. Um, in 1179, his parents were Sturla Thorsson the Elder and Hvammer and his second wife Guani Bovar's Yeah. Buvars. Bo- Bo- daughter Yeah. He had two older brothers, Thor or Sturlson, and Sigvader Sturlson. Uh, two sisters and many half siblings. Who weren't worth naming. <laughs> no. <laughs> there is a link to the half siblings,
1: though, and whether or not that's yeah. linked to his <laughs> half siblings, it's just linked to half siblings. Yeah.
0: Rats. There is a link to one of his brothers, though, to uh, Sigvatr
1: or Sivatir, Sivatr, si- si- Ah, Ahvater,
2: ah, yeah,
1: that one. <laughs> by a quirk of circumstance, Snorri was wa- raised by the a- from the age of three or four. By John Loftson, a relative of the Norwegian war royal family in Adi, Iceland. As Sturla was trying to settle a lawsuit with the priest and chieftain, Paul Solvason, the latter's wife, lunged suddenly at him with a knife, intending, she said, to make him his one eyed hero Odin. <laughs> but bystanders de- deflected the blow to his cheek instead. The resulting settlement would have beggared Paul, but John Lofson invented, intervened rather in the all thing to mitigate the judgment and to compensate Sturla, offered to raise and educate Snorri.
2: Hmm.
1: So this guy who wasn't involved at all <laughs> Just jumped in and said, "Hey, I'll fix this by doing all these things," even though I wasn't previously involved in this. Because <laughs> he wasn't. Paul Slavison and 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 Snorri's dad were in a lawsuit with each other, and Paul Slavison's wife tried to stab Snorri in the face. <laughs> and so John Lovson drops in and says, "I'm gonna educate your boy, and you're you're not mad now, right? Okay, cool." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it that's all there is that doesn't make sense <laughs> why does this random dude coming in educating
0: whatever <laughs> yeah um but because of this Snorri received an excellent education and made connections that he might not have otherwise mm. and uh he attended the school of semunder frody Froi, Froy. Fro-y.
1: Fruit loops. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
0: grandfather of L- John Loftson. Oh, okay. So that's a guy's name. That's not the name of the school. Never mind. Um But then he never returned to his parents' home. Mm. His father died in 1183, and his mother, as guardian, soon wasted Snorri's share of the inheritance. John Loftson died in 1197. The two families then arranged a marriage in 1199 between Snorri and herdis the daughter of Bursi Vermunderson. From her father, Snorri inherited a an estate at Borg and a hmm. chieftainship. He soon acquired more property and chieftainships.
1: Snorri and Hertis were together for four years at Borg. <laughs> They had at least two children, Halbera and John. At least at least those. <laughs> the marriage succumbed to Snorri's philandering. And in twelve oh six he settled in Raycolt as manager of an estate there, but without Heritus. He made significant improvements in the, to the estate, including a hot outdoor bath known as a Snorlog. <laughs> <laughs> the bath and the buildings have been preserved to some extent. During the initial years at Reykjavik, he had several children by three different women. Uh, Juran Heringsdottir, Adni, and Thurir Halsdottir. I guess they didn't know who Adni was the daughter of.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Snorri... Uh, quickly became known as a poet, but he was also a successful lawyer. Two things you don't often see together. Um, but in, two, in 1215, he became law speaker of the Althing, all and the only public office of Icelandic Commonwealth and a position of high respect. The only public office of the Icelandic Commonwealth. Hmm. It's weird.
1: <laughs> Why would there only be one of those? That's the only elected the one. Only,
0: only public office. Okay. Weird. Okay. Oh, it. Um. Yeah. So, then in the summer of 1218, he left the law speaker position and sailed to Norway by royal invitation. And there, he became well acquainted with the teenage king. Hakan Hakanarson and his co-regent what? Jarl Skuli.
1: How's that work? Co-regency? <laughs>
0: hey, we're co-kings, man.
1: I mean, I guess you know if you're bros and you want to both be <laughs> rulers of the country, just both be king. It doesn't matter. You bros, you king. <laughs> it's all right.
0: Uh, he spent the winter as house guest of the Jarl, which I guess.
1: Yarl so- Scully.
0: It sounds like the, the nickname of this guy. The Jarl.
1: The, the, yeah. It's, a uh, I think it's the Jarl, unless Skyrim is lying to me. <laughs> well, if but it I'm is... I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, either way, if this guy's name is Jarl Scully... He's like Skeletor, pretty he, much. This right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he is? <laughs> He's very Scully. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: Scully, that's the thing. yeah.
0: And uh, but yes, it says Snorri was a house guest of the Jarl, of the Jarl. Yes, which who is? Is that like a? He's like a. That's. Like I mean, a, that could be like how would they just say house guest of Jarl? But Jarl's not capitalized there.
1: Jarl's kind of like if Sky, again, I'm basing my knowledge off of Skyrim here, so <laughs> like take it with a grain of salt. But also with a grain of like, probably. Uh, it was like the roy like not a he wasn't a king, but he was like a governor, I suppose. Oh, okay. that's like the
0: so that's like it. a name that's not like his name, it is a, it's a position. A position. Yes. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Right. Um but yeah, so they showered gifts on Snorri, included the ship including the ship in which he sailed. What? And he, in return, wrote poetry about them. How great. Weird. (laughs) Awkward. In the the summer of 1219, he met his Swedish colleague, the law speaker Eskel Magnusson, and his wife, Kristina, Nils' daughter, Blake, in Skara. And they were both related to royalty and probably gave Snorri an insight into the history of Sweden. They they probably gave him an. I uh, insane. Amount. they probably had two children.
1: <laughs> they had at least that many. At least I mean, maybe we one know point. of
0: these two. Like that's got to be like the bare minimum that they had.
1: They may have had a lot more.
0: Like no, yeah, we don't know for sure. But we know they got these. And he two.
1: has two brothers, maybe two sisters, as many as two sisters, <laughs> and there's a bunch of half siblings. We don't know how many. He there's impregnated
0: part- several women, but. You know,
1: They know the exact day this guy died. <laughs> they know the exact day. And yet, number of kids? Don't know. <laughs> Don't have any idea. We can ballpark it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> In 1220, Snorri returned to Iceland. And by 1222, was back as law speaker of the allthing. thing which he held this time until 1232 for a whole decade. The basis of his election was entirely his fame as a poet, <laughs> which is kind of not, not changed too much. No? Uh, <laughs> politically, he was the king's spokesman, supporting union with Norway, a platform that acquired him enemies among the chiefs. In 1224, Snorri married Halvig Ormsdottir, a granddaughter of John Loftson. How about it? It's all in the family. <laughs> now a widow of great means with two young sons and made contract, made a contract of joint property ownership or prenup, I mean, or uh, <laughs> helming with her. Their children did not survive till adulthood, but Halvig's sons and seven of Snorri's children did live to adulthood. Snorri was the most powerful chieftain in Iceland during the years 1224 through 1230. Huh. Oh wow! This, this article goes downhill quick, though.
0: <laughs> Failure in Iceland. Sad. Many of the other chiefs found his position as royal officer hol- office holder contrary to their interests, especially the other stirlunger. Snorri's tra- strategy was to consolidate power over them, at which point he could offer Iceland to the king. Wait. He's offering Iceland to the King of Norway. King?
1: He wants. It. He really wants. Oh. To, he wants him to, you know, get get cozy. All right, with him.
0: <laughs> I guess he can do that. Uh, his <laughs> his first moves were civic. On the death in 1222 of Sæmundur, son of John Loftson, he became a suitor for the hand of his daughter, Sólveig. Hurdus hmm? silent vote. Hurtis' silent boat did nothing for his suit. His nephew Sturla Sveinsson, Snorri's political opponent, stepped in to marry her in 1223, the year before Snorri met Halve. So this is kind of doing one of those like back and forth in time coming kind of things. Yeah,
1: not really re- respecting the uh, good storytelling device that is chronological order. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Good for Tarantino. Bad for informational historical <laughs> articles. When talking about history, you really do want to go start yeah. to finish. We already it's... met
0: how vague. They already had children. They already died. At least two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A period of clan feuding followed, which kind of stands to reason. Snorri perceived that only resolute, saga like actions could achieve his objective, but he proved unwilling or incapable of carrying them out. He raised an army, party or er, rather an armed party under another nephew Buvar son and another under his son Orekja <laughs> <laughs> with the intent of executing a first strike against his brother Vader and Stirlasai <laughs> on the eve of battle he dismissed those forces and offered terms to his brother which is a nice thing to do yeah Sivadr and Sturla, with a force of 1,000 men, drove Snorri into the countryside, <laughs> where he sought refuge among the other chiefs. Aurekj undertook guerrilla operations in the fjords of western Iceland, and the war was on. <laughs> so, those terms didn't go over so good, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess not. But Hacking the IV made an effort to intervene from afar inviting all the chiefs of Iceland to a peace conference in Norway. This maneuver was transparent to Saj Vader, who understood, as apparently Snorri did not, what could happen to the chiefs in Norway. Instead of killing his opponents, he began to insist that they take the king up on his offer. And this was Oregge's fate who was captured by Sturla during an ostensible peace negotiation at Reykjaholt and also of Thorleifur Thorson, a cousin of Snorri's, who came to his assistance with 800 men and was deserted by Snorri on the battlefield in a flare-up over the chain of command. In 1237, Snorri thought it best to join the king. Wow, so during all this time, he was... uh, Or wait. So all this started in 1222 or 1223? When he was at his
1: most famous and most powerful? And,
0: like, right before he was, like... Or, like, right around the time that he was just starting in uh, being a law speaker. Yeah. And then eventually... During all this craziness, he stopped being a law speaker, but it kept going.
1: Yes, is what this is saying, I'm pretty sure. Because
0: it doesn't specifically say anywhere in there that he quit being being a lawmaker. But it does say up earlier that he was that until 1232. Which he was. Yeah.
1: He just was, you know, at war with people. Yeah. (laughs) Which is weird to think that this guy, who is honestly just an old dude who like says the laws, is yeah. this guy who's also a poet and who is a poet who's also a general, a poet general, <laughs> literally, literally a poet general. But he's bad at it to the extent where he will gather an army and be like, ah, no, you know what? Go home. I'm gonna talk with him. I'll talk with him. It's fine." And then gets attacked anyway. Yep. over and over again in a series of battles. Well, and finally we come to what could only be described as probably the saddest subheadings thus far, the end of Snorri. <laughs> <laughs> and the end of Commonwealth. That's the, the weird com- thing. Yeah. Like, it's not just Snorri who's going down here. All of Iceland, <laughs> they're dead.
0: They're <laughs> gone. With Snorri comes the downfall of Iceland.
1: The reign of the IV, also known as our friend hack and and Arson, (laughs) king of Norway. Oh, so
0: this is that teenage king. Yeah,
1: the teenage king, which is what he was like. You know, he was bros with him, remember? He was there, he he was talking with him, he really wanted to join the Norwegian government.
0: Yeah, him and the Jarl.
1: Yeah, well, sure it's too bad that Haken couldn't hack it. (laughs) He was troubled by civil war relating to questions of succession and was at various times divided into quasi-independent regions under contenders there were always plots against the king and questions of loyalty, but nevertheless, he managed to build up the Norwegian state from what it had been. When Snorri arrived in Norway for the second time, it was clear to the king that he was no longer a reliable agent. The conflict between Hakon and Scully, the Jarl, was beginning to escalate into a civil war. Wow. Kind of like Skyrim. <laughs> uh, Snorri... Stayed with the Jarl and his son, and the Jarl made a, him a Jarl, <laughs> hoping to command his Stayed allegiance. with the
0: Jarl, the Jarl made him a Jarl. And Jarl.
1: Well, the Jarl was not revolt, so the Jarl was trying to be a king. So if he was a king, he could make other Jarls. <laughs> Jarls can't make Jarls normally, because Jarls are just Jarls, you know? That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in August of 1238, Sigvat and four of his sons, Sterla Marcus, Colbane and thor uh, kor uh, the latter two being executed after the battle, were killed at the Battle of Orligasur <laughs> in Iceland against old Thorvaldson and Kurt Colbain, the young <laughs> chiefs, who ha- whom <laughs> they had provoked. Snorri, Arek, and... Uh, Thorlafer requested permission to return home. As the king could now not predict Snorri's behavior, permission was denied. He was explicitly ordered to remain in Norway on the basis of his honorary rank. Jarl Scully, on the other hand, gave him permission and helped them book passage. So that's an interesting conflict. Hmm. Snorri, who has historically been friendly with Hakken, now is taking uh, favors from the Jarl who is rebelling against <laughs> Hagen. That's, that's kind of underhanded of him. Yeah, But I guess if the man wants to go home, he wants to go home. Snorri must have had his own ideas about the king's position and the validity of his orders. But at any rate, he did choose to disobey them. He went with the Jarl's things. Uh, his words, according to the Storla saga, were literally, I want out, but idiomatically, I will go home. And they have become those that phrase has become proverbial in Icelandic. Hmm. He returned to Iceland in 1239. The king was distracted by the necessity to confront Jarl Scully, who declared himself king in 1239. There's a surprise. <laughs> he was defeated militarily and killed in 1240. However, Snorri uh, resumed his chieftainship and made a bid to crush Gisser by prosecuting him in court for the deaths of Sigvat and Sturla. A meeting of the all-thing was arranged for the summer of 1241, but Gisser and Colbain arrived with several hundred men. Snorri and 120 men formed around the church. Gisser chose to pay fines rather than <laughs> to attack
0: it like a though, really weird movie. Yeah,
1: because you, you have all these guys showing up with like thousands of men, be like- and other guys showing up with no men at all, and them just being like, eh. and then the guy be- who's attacking being like, ah, "Come in here, you. Here's money." What?
0: It'd be like, yeah, it's like, you know, those movies like Lord of the Rings, where it's like this build up to this huge battle, and then some guys like, "Hey, I'm just gonna pay my fine. Everything's cool now." It's like a police
1: chase where where there's like one cop car chasing a whole army of cars, (laughs) a whole army of bank robbers, and they just turn around all at once and they're just kind of like, all right, you got us. Take us (laughs) all in. Gonna make Buffalo trips though. We'll wait here. It's fine. Like, that's kind of. It's just such a a weird history, this thing. Like, why? (laughs) When you have 120 dudes versus 700 dudes, and they're just kind of like, meh.
0: (laughs) And also, uh, I did some uh, time stamping here. And he originally met this, that hacking guy, in 1218. And all this stuff is going down in, like, like, the Jarl Scully was killed in 1240. So that's a good 22 years. So these teenagers have become somewhat men. Yeah, they're sort of sort of dudes. But they're still like obviously immature enough to be you know, doing this kind of thing. (laughs) No.
1: So Halvig, his wife uh, Snorri's wife, I should say died of natural causes when the family bickered over inheritance. Halvig's son Clanning and Orm or his sons, I should say asked assistance from their uncle Gisser, which we know you know they 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 don't get along too good. Gisser and Snorri they're not they're not buds. Holding a meeting with them and Kurt Cobain the younger, uh, Gisser bought out the letter. Orm refused the inheritance I suppose. Shortly after Snorri received a letter in cipher runes, <laughs> warning him of the plot, but he could not understand them. <laughs> So somebody tried to warn this dude. Yo, you're gonna die! Wait, wait, wait! Somebody's gonna like find me out. I should probably like codify this. And <laughs> poor, poor Snorri just wasn't wasn't smart enough. He owes Was it? Maybe that's what, what the it's picture just, is all about. This is just gibberish. Maybe dude. that
0: picture is him trying to figure out the runes, but then he gets like, killed. killed.
1: <laughs> it's quite possible. Just very. Oh, he just didn't get it. Just didn't get the memo in time. Uh, Gisser led 70 men on a daring raid to, uh, Snorri's house, I'm guessing. It probably wouldn't be to Gisser's own house, that <laughs> weird. Uh, achieving complete surprise. Snorri Sturluson was assassinated in his house at Raykolt in the autumn of 1241, and it is not clear that he was ever given a chance to avail himself of the capture option. <laughs> he fled to the cellar. There, Simon Neuter asked Arnie the Bitter... To strike him. <laughs> then Snorri said, Do not strike. Simon answered, You strike now. Snorri replied, Do not strike. <laughs> and these are his last words.
0: Oh, that's a sad ending for Snorri. Snorri. Do not strike. Don't hit me. And, and he's dead. Hit him. <laughs>
1: don't hit me. And he's dead. Well. Oh, man. This act was not popular in either Iceland or Norway. To diminish the odium, the king—or odium, I should say—the king insisted that if Snorri had submitted, he would have been spared. The fact that he could make such an argument reveals how far his influence in Iceland had come. Hakon went on hackening and suborning the chiefs of Iceland. In 1262, the Allthing ratified union with Norway, and royal authority was instituted in Iceland. Each member swore an oath of personal loyalty to the king, a practice which continued as each new king came to the throne until absolute and hereditary monarchy was formally accepted by the Icelanders in 1662. So, basically, Snorri, through his assassination, kind of was like uh, a very important figure in Mm. that he really did, like, his entire life, he paved the way for the Norway thing, and in dying, everybody was like, you know what, to memorialize his death do that Norway thing <laughs> he was talking about the entire time.
0: Yeah. Hey, we got it accomplished.
1: It did work.
0: So, look for him. At least it wasn't all in vain.
1: Well, it's kind of weird that he died like to a strike to the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a bad translation or if they be. literally meant like somebody like punched him in the face once and he was dead. <laughs> it's an impressive punch. Oh, yeah. Somebody in that group's kick puncher the of the case. Wow. The 700th anniversary of his death was recognized by the issue of a set of six Norwegian commemorative postage stamps during 1941. Hmm. Each stamp finished, er, featured illustrations from Heimskrigna by Norwegian artist Harald Damsleth. <laughs> So he's still a very well-respected figure in Icelandic history. If you couldn't tell by the fact that huh. this is a very long article and we've read it top yeah. to bottom, he's an interesting story. S- sorry, Story.
0: He's <laughs> an interesting Snorri. He's an interesting story. <laughs> this guy. I mean, yeah, that pretty much uh, wraps her up. So there you have it, from John Simon's son to Snorri Sturluson.
1: Good old, uh, good old episode entirely centered around <laughs> uh, Scandinavian history. It's good yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, it's a very strange history they have here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is just one guy. There's a whole slew of other ones out there. But yeah uh go ahead and visit Facebook and give us a like and follow, and go to iTunes and rate and review us. And check out new episodes on our website, TWC.ericTribute.com. or you can check those out on iTunes or on any podcast app you want. And I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song and Blind Lemon Jefferson for our outro song. So thanks again for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. And this was the Wikipedia
2: Chronicles.
1: I wonder if this guy was what Snorlax based off of. <laughs> it's like the main picture of him is just this guy who's sleeping, he's got a big beard, a fat, little fat around the edges. Yeah. think he's a Snorlax. He looks like a Snorlax. Yeah, I can see that. Could be a Snorlax type.
2: Snorlax type dude. I went to the depot. I made it to the depot, set my suitcase down. The blueser would take me, tears come rolling down. The woman I love, she must be out of town. But well, when I love Matty's out of town, she left me this morning with a face that's purple as I got a drop down, so all the time. I got a gas drop so all the time. If you don't wish to change, you're gonna lose your mind. <laughs> That's my brown, what's the matter now? <laughs> That's my brown, what's the matter now? <laughs> you're trying your best to quit me, woman, and you draw no flowers. <laughs>